Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. Amen. You know, when you read the account of, of Christmas in the Gospel of Matthew, um, he actually starts with the genealogy of Jesus. And, and what he does is he does a great job working his way back all the way through back to King David. And what he's trying to show us is Jesus' kingliness. He's, he's trying to tell us that Jesus is actually of royal descent and that he's got royal blood physically flowing through his veins. But some of us in this room would also know that Jesus just obviously didn't have royal blood because of his physical descendancy, but because his father was Father God. And we know that Joseph was not his physical father. And, you know, some people get cynical about that in today's society. Well, was, was Jesus really God's son? I mean, are we sure Mary, you know, are we sure? Because it is a bit far-fetched. I know a lot of mums, and I know that mothers really love their children. Did you know Jesus was crucified because of an accusation that he made about himself, that he was God's son? And you know, they eventually crucified him for that fact. And I've never, I don't think I could ever see a mum watching her son being crucified for a lie. I think she would have just come out and said, listen guys, he thinks he's God's son, but really it was Bill. Don't you think she would have just come out with it? I mean, in the end, what mum would allow her son to be crucified for an accusation, which we know was not an accusation, it was a truth. She had to stand there and literally watch him be crucified because she couldn't lie about the fact he was God's son. And she allowed it to happen because there was nothing else she could do. Jesus was a king. He was a king. He was born a king. And if there's anything that we learn from the carols that we sing, was that Jesus was a king. Did you like that? I just made that rhyme. Now, isn't it true? So many of the carols actually concentrate on Jesus' kingliness. Maybe you've never really picked this up. Actually, let's just do a little test. Are you ready? Can you finish these off for me? Are you ready? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth re... See, you didn't know it was there, did you? It was hidden. Hark the herald angels sing. There it is again. Come and behold him, born the king of So the carols are trying to let you know something here. Uh, what about Noel, 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 Noel? Oh man, you guys are. What about this one? On the first day of Christmas, my true love said to me, Some of you were wondering, where's the word king? Where's the word king? Where's the word king? Where's the word king? It's not coming out. It's not coming out. But you wanted to sing it anyway, hey? What is that song all about, by the way? Can someone explain it to me much later? Just explain that song to me. I don't know what it's... Do you know when the wise men came to Herod, they said, they said, where is he who has been born king? Where is he who has been born? They were looking for a king. 
And you know, Jesus speaking about himself, and I've just got a couple of passages of scripture here, just for, for those of us that maybe don't quite know what Jesus even said about this. In John 18, verse 37, it says, Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king then? And Jesus answered, you say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born. Did you read that? For this cause I was born. What cause? To be a king. He was, he was called to be a king. But the funny thing is, how many of us know that when Jesus was on the earth, many people didn't see him as a king? Actually, I'd like to suggest that a lot of us tonight do not see Jesus as a king. Do you know the whole, do you know the whole world celebrates Jesus as a baby? He's so cute and cuddly, isn't he? And sometimes you've got to wonder why. Why, why, do, why does the world just love Jesus as a baby, but they don't quite recognize him as a king? Anyone got children in this room, just a show of hands? Yeah, okay. I've got three adult children who, who I had to, I and my wife, had to help them become drivers. <laughs> Parents, just help me out here. Is it the most scariest moment of your life? <laughs> now, seriously, when you're sitting beside this human being, your life is now in their hands. We don't have a steering wheel like those other guys do. You know, you know the people that do it professionally, they've got steering, they've got brakes, they've got everything there. I'm just there all by myself in this car. And I remember when my eldest daughter is doing this for the very first time, and, 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 and she hops into this car, very fast car too, and she's there. And, and as I look at her, uh, I, I'm sure I'm not alone, but although she was 17, I couldn't help but just see that little two-year-old girl who, who, who when, when playing with her Barbie car, didn't know when to stop and would always hit the walls with her little Barbie car. And now she's actually in this car. And, and, and I would see her, and even though she was, you know, sitting up on that seat and she could see above the steering wheel, I was picturing a little cute little girl with a little nappy on. And... You know, as parents, it's really hard to look past your children as babies. Do you know, my, my mum, every time I used to walk into her house, I mean, I'd be 40 years old, I'm walking toward my mum's home, and I'd feel something really weird around my groin, sort of. And, and you know what? Because my mum's picturing me with a nappy. I can see it. I can see as I'm getting closer and closer to the house, she is picturing, she doesn't see me as a 40-year-old. Do you like the 40-year-old? Yeah, maybe a few years over. Do you know what? It's very difficult to move on beyond seeing children as adults. You know, you can easily lock them into that. Do you know, I think a lot of people have done that with Jesus. And tonight, I just want to unlock that for you. I want to unlock it. You know, just, just a few days ago, I was with someone in Sydney, and they were saying grace. And it, I couldn't help but laugh a little, but we were saying grace. We're all holding hands. And this person, I'm not going to mention who it is, my father-in-law. Um, <laughs> He starts his prayer with, Jesus, you little fella. <laughs> and I'm like, this is Bobby Ricky from, Talade from Talladega Nights. I'm just waiting for him to start saying, sweet baby Jesus, with your little golden hair and your little cute stubby fingers. He was a man, for goodness sake. I want to pray to the baby. Sorry, I just got carried away there with Talladega Nights, but... Do you know, it's very easy to pray to Jesus the baby. Do you know why a lot of people love to keep Jesus as a baby? 
because he's got no opinions about marriage, family, how to, how to be in a relationship, whether you should do your tax or not. You know, babies don't seem to care about that stuff. It's only adults that seem to care about that stuff. And it's very easy for us to keep Jesus in this place. But Jesus says, no, 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 my kingdom, my kingdom is not of this world. See, although Jesus is a king, he's actually not the king of this world. And, and that's very obvious. That's, that's what confused people. When Jesus was on the earth, they were waiting for him to become a king, but he sort of never quite did it. He actually died and then rose again. And people were sort of like, but where's this kingdom thing going on? And Jesus made it very clear, guys, I'm not here to actually be a king right now. I'm not here to be the king of the earth. What I'm here to be is the king of your heart. The king of your heart. That's what he has come to be. And that's what he wants to do. Luke 17, verse 21. Jesus is talking about the kingdom. He says, he says nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. Do you know tonight Jesus wants to be the king of your heart? Why? Because when God looked down from heaven before Jesus came, he saw that there were different kings on every one of our hearts. The king of anxiety, the king of depression, the king of low self-esteem, the king of anger, the king of pride, the king of greed. And he could see that as that king sat on our hearts, it was, he was only going to lead us into a dangerous place, a destructive place, a place that was not good for us. And God said, you know what? I need to get into their hearts. And the only way he could do that was to come and to be born into this world. Because we had believed the lie that God was not for us, that he was actually against us. And so God says, no, you know what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus became a baby and was born into this world as a baby. But then he lived a life as God. And then he died so that he could be free from his body and then dwell as the king over every heart in this place so that he can take us to a place that we could never get to ourselves. Come on, let's give him a huge round of applause. Do you know, I remember going to a church service just like this and someone for the very first time explaining to me that although God is great and he's wonderful and, and he is the God of the universe, let's not forget he's also the God who wants to be inside of us. And reigning on my heart was the God of confusion. Can I tell you right now, God is not a God of confusion. And if you're confused continually about your life and where you're supposed to be heading and your purpose, God says, please let me be the king of your heart so that I can be the king of purpose for your life, so I can give you some direction, so I can actually speak into every area of your life. Let me be the king. And tonight he's desperate to be the king. I had the king of no purpose on my heart. And what did that lead to? It led to abusing my body and going to places that I shouldn't have been and saying things and doing things. Why not? I didn't know my purpose. But as soon as Jesus became the king of my heart, it was like, wow. Because let me tell you what kings do. They rule and they reign. They protect their people and they provide for their people. And when you allow Jesus to be the king of your heart. Hey, listen, I know Christmas is all about the baby, but the baby grew up and became a king. 
So tonight, let's celebrate the baby. Let's celebrate the beginnings, but let's also celebrate. Listen, it doesn't end there. Let him come into our lives and take us into 2019 and give us everything that God has got for us. Let's allow the king to actually become the king. You know when it happened for me? It changed my life. It happened for me when I was 16 years old. And now I'm falling there. And I'll tell you what, it's, it's still, it gets people every time, that one. Do you know, there's, there's a lady in our church. And before she had come here, the king of anxiety and agoraphobia, have I got that right? Is that the, is that the fear of going outside? She, she, she was locked up in her own home like a jail by choice for two years, two years, until someone told her, do you realize that Jesus can do something about this? And she said, I don't think so. She said, no, I think he can. And so she came to just a normal church service. She heard the gospel of Jesus and what he could do for her. She believed it with her heart. All of a sudden, Jesus became the king of her heart. Within hours, she was completely set free. She has never been trapped like that ever again. Now she's married. Now she's got a baby on the way. All because the king came and took residence in her heart. Hey, friends, I'm not talking about hocus pocus here. This is reality. Do you know, one day I was speaking about Jesus giving you purpose and being the king of purpose. And it wasn't too long ago in this church. And I went and stood over there. And two two young um, teenagers, one from this direction and another from this direction, they didn't know each other. And they both came. and and, And they said, Pastor Richard, thank you. Thank you for telling us that Jesus can give me purpose and be the king in my heart. And I'm like, wow, you know, that's nice. Did it make a difference? Both of them individually told me that if they didn't get some answers that night, they were going to kill themselves on Monday. They were going to kill themselves. But God came to the rescue and they opened up their heart and now they're living a life on purpose. That's why Jesus came to the earth to be the king of people's hearts and give them a future. What about loneliness? Is the king of loneliness reigning on your heart? What about a broken heart? Hey, listen, what about this guy? He's a bad king. What about the king of unforgiveness? Hey, listen, let's go into 2019, not with the king of unforgiveness sitting and ruling and reigning over our heart. Why don't we have the king of forgiveness ruling and reigning? And no matter what happens to us, there's a king that's presiding over our heart that says, you know what, just forgive it. It's the better thing to do. And we go, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, this Christmas, let's unpack everything that God has for us. And some of us in this room would say, you know what, I would love him to come into my heart, but I don't think it's a great place for him to come. Friend, the Christmas story should be the greatest illustration for you. He was willing to be born in a stable. You know, he could have been born in a palace, but he chose a stable where animals were. It wasn't a great place. It was actually a very humbling place. But Jesus was willing to be born there. Do you know Jesus is willing to be born into your life? And do you know that's exactly what he wants to do? He wants to be born into your life. He wants to be in there, not just out there. He doesn't want to just be on a necklace. He wants to be in your life. And if you're wondering whether he will come, he will. Do you know what I love about the Christmas story? Do you know Joseph and Mary, as we know, went into a stable. 
and it was bare and it was empty and it wasn't a great place. Do you know, it wasn't too much longer after Jesus was born that there was wisdom called the wise men. There was gold. There was myrrh. All of the world's wealth was actually now in that stable. It's amazing what God can bring into your life if you just let Jesus get in there first. Amen. Just let him in and you never know what's going to happen next. You know, the only tricky part about all this, and it's really simple. Do you know when Jesus was trying to be born into this world, as we know, they went from place to place, but there was no room at the inn. There was no room. And Mary and Joseph were knocking on doors. But do you know who was really knocking? Jesus was inside. And you know what? Can I be honest with you? Right now, you're just seeing a human man, and that's exactly what I am. But you know the message I'm speaking is actually from God. And please don't be distracted by the messenger. I'd love you to hear what Jesus is saying tonight. He wants to be born into your life. The question is, is there room? Is there some room in the inn? Is there any room in there? Because if you would just open the door, some of you have heard me say this countless times. Do you know he wants to be born into your heart, but you know your heart? There's a little door there and only you can open it. I love that actually. Do you know if your heart is not open to God, do you know he won't bash the door down? He'll just wait outside your door until you finally say, God, there must be something else and wait for you to open. And as soon as you open, he'll come in. So I'm wondering this Christmas, hey, listen, Christians, maybe you've been walking with God for 38 years, 64 years. I don't know how long it's been. Do you know he still wants to be born into your life in different areas of your life even today do you know do you know there are some rooms in your heart that used to be open to him but now they're closed for business how about tonight we open up every area and say jesus come and be the king of my heart come and be the king of my heart this christmas from the front to the back can we make jesus the king of our hearts and allow him to be the person that he has been born to be in your life and my life, the king, the king of our hearts. Hey, I love the baby, but I adore the king. Amen. So come on, right across this place. Maybe you've never done this before, friend. I remember the day I did this for the very first time. Do you know, in our church, we do this every Sunday. We give people an opportunity to get Jesus into their life. And all you're going to do is we're going to pray a prayer, a very simple prayer. And then I'm going to ask you to simply raise your hand because I want to pray for you. Well, I'm just looking across the room and I just saw the young lady that was completely set free. It's amazing what God can do. This is real. So come on, friends. Some of you, your friend has brought you here tonight, your cousin, your sister, your brother. I don't know who they are. And they've got a deep desire for you. They want your life to go forward. They want you to move forward. Friend, if you don't have Jesus, or maybe you did it a long time ago, tonight's your night to ask him into your life. Hi, I'm Richard Kabaki and pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. 
I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.